The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn up sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on another gorgeous day here in the Auburn Opelika area. It is Friday. We have finally made it. Uh, If you're at work, hang on. You got just a few more hours before the weekend is here. Uh, A much needed weekend for uh, for myself. And I'm sure there's a lot of you that feel the same way. Just so much going on right now uh, here at the station in life in general. And so a much needed weekend for me. and, And I'm looking forward to uh, having a couple of days off. I am off tonight as well. Lee Scott football on a bye week this week. I know it's week two. It's a bye week. It's kind of weird, but it's just how the schedule played out. So uh, we are on a bye week this week for Lee Scott after defeating Chambers Academy last week by a score of 14-6. to six. And so uh, I'm going to enjoy this Friday night off and uh, listen in to Auburn High School a little bit. Help them get on the air and get all that situated and ready to go over on Wings 94-3. They kick off the season versus Hoover up at the Hoover Met against the Bucks of Hoover. So it uh, should be a really, really good game. There are some awesome games in high school football tonight in the state of Alabama. You have Auburn taking on Hoover. You have Opelika taking on Thompson. And then, how about this one? Hewitt Trustville hosting Central Phoenix City. That's right, the Huskies and the Red Devils going at it up in Trustville. So that should be a really exciting game as well. And an interesting note about that game, our buddy Jack Hudden sent this graphic to me a little bit earlier today. They're going to have an honorary captain tonight, is Hewitt Trustful? Brandon Cox. How about that? Brandon Cox will be the honorary captain tonight for Hewitt Trustful. He was 2001 Mr. Football, played at Hewitt Trustful from 1998 to 2001. Uh, a lot of people forget that. I think. And so uh, he is going to be their honorary captain tonight. He played at Auburn from 2004 to 2007. So uh, excited to uh, hear about that. My family's up in Trustful. My stepmom teaches there. My family lives up there. Sisters go to school there. So uh, excited to hear about Brandon Cox being the honorary captain for, for the Huskies tonight. So some fantastic high school football across the state if you're looking for something to listen to check out wings 94.3 scott bagwell and jack hudden will be on the call tonight no rob pate he's not able to be there but it will be scott bagwell and jack hudden for auburn high school versus hoover in the season opener so should be a lot of fun should be a good game uh coach keith etheridge joined us on the show yesterday to preview that game and he's excited about his team man he really is excited about this new season auburn high maybe having something to prove a little bit coming off of uh the state championship loss last year against a really talented thompson team that thompson team like i mentioned taking on opelika tonight so uh, that'll be a lot of fun as well so lots going on in the high school ranks um we've got College football starting tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. College football is here. It is back, and I know it's week zero. 
I don't care. It's college football, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to love it. I'm going to watch it all day tomorrow on Saturday. So excited for that, uh, for college football getting underway, high school football getting underway, NFL's right around the corner as well. Football's back, baby, and I'm so excited for that, and I hope you are as well. And so on this Friday, August 25th, 2023, we are eight days away from the start of Auburn football. That's right. Tomorrow afternoon will be one week away from Auburn football kicking off the season against UMass. And uh, the Auburn Sports Network had their first Tiger Talk show last night. Did anybody listen over on Wings 94.3? I hope you did. Uh, we'll have that every Thursday night from 6 to 7 over on our classic rock station, Wings 94.3 and wingsfm.com. Uh, the opening show of the season, Andy Burcham, Brad Law, Jacob Hillman. They had the athletic director for Auburn, John Cohen, joined the show. Head coach Hugh Freeze was on the show. Jason Campbell, the new color commentator for the Auburn Sports network he was on the show as well uh, they did some giveaways last night it was a really really nice event and so uh, hopefully you listen to that want to talk a little bit about what Hugh Freeze had to say in that conversation uh, and in that show I should say so we'll talk a little bit about that today also some uh, some updates about Jordan Hare Stadium and the game day experience for Auburn fans this season there's been some additions and some um, some upgrades you could say uh, for the game day experience for Auburn Auburn fans. We'll talk about that a little bit today. We'll also talk a little bit about those week zero college football games because whether whether you're excited about it or not, I am. And we're going to talk about those games a little bit. And there's actually some Auburn ties there. I'm sure you know this by now. A couple of Auburn's opponents playing tomorrow. A couple of Power 5 schools playing tomorrow. So we'll talk about those games. Plus, later on, I've got a great interview coming up with Auburn University's volleyball coach, Brent Crouch. And if you haven't been paying attention to, to Auburn volleyball, now's a really good time to start because they just had probably their best season in program history last year, getting to the second round of the NCAA tournament. They defeated Creighton in the first round of the NCAA tournament, the biggest upset of the entire thing. Um, it, It was a crazy event, a huge, huge win, a milestone victory for Auburn Volleyball. Head coach Brent Crouch, he, he does a fantastic job. Really great guy. Lots of fun to conversate with. I've really enjoyed getting to know him a little bit. And so he's going to join me throughout the season for volleyball, previewing big games cu- upcoming. They've got their opening series this weekend for the War Eagle Invitational. They've got a couple of smaller schools coming in. Uh, And so my interview with him is going to come up at 2.30. Really enjoyed sitting down and talking with him. He's got great things to say. And I'm telling you what, he's got a really good team this year. So tune in for that. Be sure you're here uh, for that interview. It's a lot of fun. And be sure you're following Auburn Volleyball because they're about to do some really special things in 2023. So we'll have that. Plus, it's Friday. You know what that means in hour number two. On the Line Fridays with Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett brought to you by Sensa Green Heating and Air. That'll be coming up in hour number two. We'll talk about college football. We'll talk about Auburn picking up a recruit today as well. Plus, what are we most excited about for the 2023 season? So that's what's on the schedule for today. 
outside of the interview. Phone lines are open. What's on your mind here on a Friday afternoon? Our wonderful intern, Michaela, on the phones waiting to take your call. We want to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Anything that's on your mind here on a Friday afternoon, give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's have a little fun here on ESPN 1067-334-321-1390. Well, I mentioned Tiger Talk was last night, the first edition of Tiger Talk in 2023. Uh, John Cohen was on set. They talked a lot about the uh, additions to Plainsman Park. Uh, Andy Burcham tried to get him to talk about some upgrades coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium, uh, but uh, nothing super, super crazy. But there are some some interesting notes that Auburn fans should be aware of um, about the, I guess, the game day experience for 2023. And there's actually quite a bit of things that are happening for for Auburn football. The stadium capacity actually grew um, over the offseason, so you're going to have a new number that you gotta you got to remember. Um, the stadium is now increased to 88,043 people, so up about four or 500 from what it used to be. 88,043. John Cohen, athletic director John Cohen, talked last night about how uh, he wants wants Jordan-Hare Stadium just to be the best of the best. And he said, if you look on one end of the end zone, it is the best of the best. The the nice video board down there, you still got the student section there, you have the brand new press box that's down there. That end of the end zone looks really, really good. But then you look down on the other end, and it's outdated, and it needs some work. It needs some updating. It needs a little. Uh, it needs a little love down there. And so he talked about that last night. Didn't go into, didn't really go into specifics on what that was going to be. But he understands that that needs to be upgraded. Um, he also mentioned that you know the the restrooms need to be upgraded. Right. He he talked about the concession lines. Got to get fans through the concession lines quicker. You know better than I do and, and better than most, I'm sure, if you are at the games right now at Jordan-Hare Stadium, the concession lines are long. They just are. It takes a while to get through them. And, and, and look, we know they're working hard, but got to find new ways to get them through the lines quicker. So he talked a lot about that as well. And what a part of that is, is basically like a uh, place your order and a grab-and-go type of thing. Or basically having from what I can understand, almost like small stores and you basically, they've got stuff packaged up, ready to go. And you just grab and go like, that seems like what they're aiming for here. I'm so excited to see what that looks like um, for whatever grab and go concessions that they're planning on uh, using around the stadium. Uh, Here's the big one. All right. Here's the big one that the upgrade to Jordan Hare stadium, that all fans, all 88,043 fans are going to love about this year in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Think back to the past. All right, think about the last uh, three to four years inside of Jordan-Hare Stadium, right? We love that place, and we love college football Saturdays. But what's one of the things that it's just not been able to do? What is one thing you have not been able to do on a college football Saturday during halftime of the Auburn game? You can't look up scores. You can't send a text message. You can't send a a Snapchat or send a message. Whatever you're doing, you can't do it. Because there's so many people there that the internet just couldn't keep up. Well, the stadium Wi-Fi has been upgraded 
and grown to cover more area and be stronger and faster than ever before. So, I won't go into all the details and logistics of what they actually added in there, but from the pictures and the videos and the descriptions that Auburn gave out, sounds like they really boosted the Wi-Fi inside the stadium. And for the, the, just the typical average fan that's there every Saturday, you love Auburn football and you want to know what's going on, but you also want to know what's happening around the conference and what's happening around the country. And there's been times on busy, busy game days with the people in the stadium and everybody outside, you can't do that. The internet was terrible. It just was. And so that's really exciting for for you, the fan, that the internet is hopefully going to be much, much better inside the stadium. Um, some other things they're doing, they uh, I'm trying to think. I've got some of it pulled up. They added new play clocks to uh, the lower bowl, and so they upgraded those. I think they made them a little bit bigger. Um, they did that. They upgraded some of the seating on on one of the sides of the stadium. They're adding closed captionings to the video boards uh, for for announcements and stuff like that. Um, they are uh, they added some new light effects to to the stadium. So we're interested to see what that's going to be like. How about this one for the students? Right, any students listening? Or I know a lot of the students saw this announcement. They are putting a DJ booth. In the middle of the student section. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how that's going to go. But they're literally putting... I don't know if it's the same one that they're just moving from the sidelines up to the student section. Or if they're adding another one. I don't really know. But they're literally adding a DJ booth to the middle of the student section. So if you're a student, you're probably excited about that. There may be some folks listening. It's like, well, that's just taking up space. Or why would I want that? I don't know. But it would be really cool as a student to, to kind of get hyped up with the DJ when they're playing music or whatever. But just trying to change up the game a little bit, right? Change up the way that Jordan-Hare Stadium looks because you have to be constantly changing and upgrading to stay up to date with the times. And we can all agree that Jordan-Hare Stadium needs some of that, and I don't think they're done. I really don't think they're done, but I'm glad that they are upgrading some of these things and enhancing some of these game day experiences for you the Auburn fan Um, they've added a ton of different like subscriptions and VIP things and like other just accesses that you can pay for as a fan to get more access as an Auburn fan and we all know that's where that is going Um, that's where um, that's just where the times are headed where if you want extra access, extra information, and, and content. You can pay for different things from the Auburn Sports Network, from the university, all that different stuff. So excited to see them doing that um, in general. But to get back to Tiger Talk really quick, I wanted to mention all those things about Jordan-Hare because it is important, and in eight days you're going to be there, and I wanted you to know about it. But with Tiger Talk last night, uh, John Cohen talked a lot about those things that I just mentioned they had head coach Hugh Freeze on the show, and you know he talked about this season. He talked about, got some questions about Peyton Thorne as a quarterback, about Robbie Ashford, uh, about this team in general. And look, he said they're not ready yet. They're not there, right? They're not ready yet. But uh, in particular to Peyton Thorne, and I think this was interesting, he said Peyton's not completing 
a high enough percentage of his passes yet. He said he's not completing the percentage of passes that he would like to see. But he did say, to back that up, he said that Peyton Thorne, he's right there. When it comes to a lot of these passes that are not being completed, he said Peyton's making the right reads, he's making the right throws. He said it's just off the fingertips, it's just behind him, it's just a little hot, a little high, a little low, whatever. He said it's right there. And he said a lot of that is, has to do with the timing. Right, Timing of the receivers and the quarterback. Timing of the offensive line and the running backs and the tight ends and everybody else on the offense. So when he said those things, Hugh Freeze, about Peyton Thorne, I wasn't really worried about it. I don't know if you were, but I wasn't super concerned about that when it came to Peyton Thorne not completing his passes as high as Hugh Freeze would like to see because he's making the right reads. He's making the right plays. And as the season goes on, the timing will get worked out. That'll be fine. And then these incompletions now will turn into big plays later on. Uh, Hugh Freeze uh, had some jokes last night, and, and somebody asked him about his, uh, his transition with his family to Auburn. He said, I really only have one thing I could complain about, and it's the house that my wife bought. So if that's the biggest complaint you got, I think you're doing okay. And he, you know, he had to back himself up and, and pull his foot out of his mouth a little bit and said, uh, you know, he actually likes the house, but the location's not exactly where he wanted it to be. But uh, sounds like the transition uh, for Coach Hugh Freeze has been has been good for him and his family at Auburn. I had a chance to ask him about that in, in Nashville as well at SEC Media Days. So. Overall, a really, really good Tiger Talk last night. Really enjoyed listening to Jason Campbell uh, hop on the show a little bit. The new color commentator with Andy Burcham on the Auburn Sports Network for football. And so excited for uh, that new uh, relationship to get going and listen to Jason on the on the football games every Saturday. Which, of course, you can listen over on Wings 94.3 every single Saturday for Auburn football. It'll start with our game day on Wings 94.3 kickoff show. That'll be uh, four hours before kickoff. It'll it'll be an hour show with Jack Hutton and Uncle Tebow and Wade Bennett. That will lead directly into the Auburn Sports Network pregame show, which will lead into kickoff and then the postgame show for uh, the Auburn Sports Network. So all of that, every single Saturday, will be over on Wings 94.3. When we come back, we'll have question of the day. Let's talk a little college football since we have actual games coming up tomorrow. Are you going to watch them? And if you are, which ones and why? I want to hear from you on a Friday afternoon. 334-321-1390. The Friday edition of On the Line continues after this. You are on the line on ESPN 1067 online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. All right, question of the day here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I want to hear from you on a Friday afternoon, 334-321-1390. Week zero of college football getting underway tomorrow. And it's a simple question here on a Friday. Are you going to watch the games tomorrow? Just be honest with me. Are you going to watch any games? And if you are, which ones and why? And look, for a week zero slate, you got to set the expectation. You got to set the bar low, right? You got to set the bar low no matter what because it's week zero of college football. But there's at least two top 25 teams playing tomorrow, and there's at least some games that have two known schools playing in them tomorrow and an SEC team plays tomorrow right I know it's Vanderbilt 
But still, it's still at least football. And so you can't really complain too much when it's week zero. And so here's the slate for tomorrow. You've got Navy and number 13 Notre Dame, 1.30 Central Time on NBC. That's being played over in Dublin, Ireland, so keep that in mind. That's going to be really, really cool. Um, You have UTEP and Jacksonville State. You have UMass and New Mexico State. We'll talk about that game in just a second. Ohio and San Diego State. Hawaii visiting Vanderbilt in their halfway torn down stadium in Nashville. San Jose State visiting number six USC. So you get to see uh, Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner, play again this year. And then Florida International and Louisiana Tech. Those are the games coming on tomorrow from 1.30 in the afternoon all the way through 8 o'clock tomorrow night. So here's a couple of notes about these games. Again, Navy-Notre Dame being played in Dublin, Ireland. Um, Notre Dame, a top 15 team to start the season. Uh, Navy is a 20.5 point underdog, but it's week zero. Who in the world knows what's going to happen there? Um, How about UMass and New Mexico State? Uh, We've already hinted at why this is an interesting one. It's not good teams by any means. So don't expect this to be just a high-flying, super exciting super skillful game but Auburn plays both of these schools this season Auburn opening up with UMass in eight days and then New Mexico State the second to last game of the year before the Iron Bowl so Daryl Dapperts talked about it earlier in the week he's going to be watching this game because it's two teams that Auburn plays and no they are not teams that Auburn will struggle with or have to worry about but you can at least watch the game and get an idea of what these two teams are and get an idea of what Auburn's going to see against UMass in a week and against New Mexico State near the end of the year. Again, these are legitimately two of the worst teams in college football. They are. Just look at the stats. They're not good. But I will still be watching it at 6 o'clock on ESPN. What else are you going to be watching on a Saturday night, right? And it's college football. Um, You look at Hawaii and Vanderbilt we know what happened when Vanderbilt went to Hawaii last year I tried to hype the game up and and my former co-host Carter Bird uh, he yelled at me quite a bit and got really mad and said no that it's not going to be close and he was right because it wasn't close by any means Vanderbilt a 17 point favorite tomorrow uh, in their week zero matchup with Hawaii Uh, we've all seen the pictures of what Vanderbilt's first bank stadium looks like one of the end zones is pretty much completely torn away so I'm interested to see what the uh, crowd looks like tomorrow there for for the Vanderbilt Hawaii game but I will still be watching it 6 30 on the SEC network and then I already mentioned it USC hosting San Jose State yes they are 31 point favorites but you get to watch the Heisman Trophy winner play once again in Caleb Williams so it is on the Pac-12 network so if you subscribe to that good for you I don't so maybe I won't be watching that I don't know Needless to say, it's a better week zero than what we've seen in the past. There's at least some games where you can at least convince yourself it could be interesting for a half, (laughs) right? I mean, there's, there's at least a few games that you can turn the TV on and just enjoy the fact that we have college football tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to it. Week one is just around the corner. Enjoy tomorrow. Take it in and at least respect and be glad that we have college football back for week zero i'm going to enjoy it and you should as well all right stick around because coming up 
My interview with Auburn volleyball coach Brent Crouch has a fantastic team this year. Coming off a second round exit in the NCAA tournament, their best finish ever for Auburn volleyball. My interview with him coming up, previewing the season. They have the War Eagle Invitational coming up this weekend. And like I said earlier, if you're not tuned into Auburn volleyball now, you, you better start because it's a program on the rise in the SEC. So stay tuned. My interview with Auburn Volleyball head coach Brent Crouch coming up here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. Well, as I mentioned, uh, yesterday afternoon got the chance to sit down uh, with Auburn University's volleyball coach Brent Crouch. He will be joining me uh, throughout the fall talking about his Auburn volleyball program, uh, getting you up to date on his team, the, their standings, their matchups, all that good stuff. And again, this is a program on the rise, folks. I, I'm not just saying that. I really do believe it. I could see it when, when I I was in school at Auburn when I was calling Auburn volleyball games over on Weagle, the student radio station. Like I could see that this guy was going to turn this program around, and boy, has he ever. And so he's going to join me a, a few times throughout the fall to, to, to basically hype up his team, get you up to date, and uh, to preview upcoming matches. And so he's got a tournament coming up this weekend, the first one for Auburn volleyball. So this is my interview with head coach Brent Crouch of Auburn Volleyball. Here in the studio at ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika sports leader. Proud to sit down with Auburn Volleyball's head coach, Brent Crouch, once again. Got to talk to him a few times last year. Really, really enjoyed it. And so uh, excited to have him in the studio periodically throughout this volleyball season for 2023. Coach, great to see you again. Glad you're able to stop by the studio. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here and uh, War Eagle. Well, that's right. Well, I know you are ready to go. The season getting underway this weekend for the regular season, but you and your Auburn volleyball team been on the move a little bit this summer, took a trip with the team, got to play overseas. What was that experience like for you uh, and for the team? I know it's got to be a big, just a bonding moment for this team. You know, it was a bonding moment, but the thing that's unique about this team is uh, I, I think they're pretty bonded already, <laughs> okay? I don't think we needed a Europe trip uh, to build the relationships, and uh, of course, it, it always going through an experience like that will deepen them and so on, but uh, I think that's kind of the unique superpower of this team is uh, that the players are just really close, you know? We had, um, I thought, elite culture last year, and we returned everybody, you know, all 12 players, and then we added six, and they just fit in perfectly. And when you see them, you know, uh, you know, out in the cities in Europe and the villages and so on, and they're just mixing around different groups, going to eat at different places and hanging out with each other, no clicks, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, while while that experience was good, I think, for the bonding, um, I, I just think it uh, we were already really, really good at that piece. You know, the culture was great. So I thought the uh, the real thing that, that helped us there was uh, playing really high level volleyball teams. What was that like? I mean, I know it's got to be so different playing SEC, just college volleyball in general, versus playing legitimate professionals overseas. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, 
most of the teams that we played were comprised of primarily professionals. Wow. So uh, we got to Milan. We played um, the Italian junior national team, the U21 team, um, which is one of the best in the world. In fact, they just beat the USA U21 team wow. uh, about a week ago. Um, and uh, played them twice at the uh, Olympic uh, training facility in Milan. Mm-hmm. And didn't beat them, but hung with them. You know, it was just a few points here and there. And uh, to walk out of, those are just two out of the six matches we played. But just after those first few days, we arrived to Milan first. Um, after those first few days playing them, you could just see the confidence grow in the players, right? We have a young team. Most of them haven't been out of the country. Volleyball is, it's at its pinnacle, probably in Italy, Italy or Turkey. Uh, those are the best professional leagues in the world. Um, and uh, so that piece of it was just unbelievable. And then we got to play in Slovenia, some really good teams there, and then up in uh, Czechoslovakia and Prague. And in every case, um, you know, it was a team that was comprised, it was either one of the junior national teams or it was a team comprised primarily of those kind of players. So that, I mean, you just, just invaluable, right? Yeah. They know that the best players in the world are in that area and to go play and compete against them and then walk out, you, they were talking about, wow, we can do this. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's got to be just a huge, you mentioned it, a confidence booster. You may not have won every match, but hanging in with some of the best players in the world, what does that do for you and your squad now that you get are getting underway this weekend for the 2023 season for Auburn Volleyball? Yeah, well, um, you know, the thing that it gave us a head start on is uh, to get a, a good view of just how deep the team is. You know, with 18 players, that's, you know, the average roster size is probably 17 in the NCAA. So we're kind of right around the average, but we were way below it the last few years, you know, 12 players each of the last two years. And, um, and so roles were pretty solidified. Right. There wasn't a lot of competition at each position, but what we got to see in Europe for the first time is we could roll out 10 different lineups and they're all going to be good and they're all going to be competitive. And to get an early look at that prior to, you know, matches this weekend, because mm-hmm. this would have been ordinarily the first time we would have seen any of them in real matches at all. You know, they show up in the summer. We train a little bit in August and then we get going in the preseason. Um, but to have some matches against really good teams in June really you know set the stage for us like wow we can really experiment here and uh, we're doing that and um, in training camp and we'll have some people playing some positions they kind of hadn't before and uh, that'll be neat to see and I'm glad again glad we're getting a head start on it. How often does a college volleyball program get to travel overseas in the middle of the summer? You see other sports do it. Basketball does it quite often in their offseason as well. How often does a college volleyball program get to make those types of trips? Because it's, it seems to be extremely beneficial. I'm sure you know it's a, it's a lot to do that in the middle of the summer, but it seems very beneficial. So how often does a college program get to do that? Well, the NCAA says you can do it once every four years. Okay. And that's the same for all the teams okay. across the board. So then it's a question of, you know, can you can you fundraise for this? Right. right? Can you get right. The, the right kind of support to do it and uh, and then set up the right kind of trip that's going to be beneficial for your program? So this is only the second time Auburn Volleyball has ever done it. Uh, last time, I believe, is around 2009, 2010. Um, but, uh, you know, we had a great tour set up with great opponents and great locations with great food. Oh, yeah. So I forget that piece of it. Um, and uh, personal highlight for me, all right, was right. the northern Italian food. Um, but, What's the uh, best thing you had over there? <laughs> best thing I had? Oh, my gosh. I don't. I, the best meal I had was in Milan, and mm. we probably had 15 different dishes from risotto <laughs> Just to a pasta. spread to, out, right? Yeah, the whole thing. So. Love it. Um, all of it was it was fantastic, um, but uh, this is something we're going to be doing every four years. That's you know, awesome. Now. We're already planning the next one, and uh, 
I, I don't know if we can ever exclude Italy on any of these. Yeah, it's so, going to be a personal uh, thing for you to make sure you fly in there somehow, no matter where you are, right, just to make a stop in Italy. Absolutely. Well, you come back to Auburn. You get classes started for the fall semester. They're underway. This weekend, the War Eagle Invitational uh, hosted there at Neville Arena. You're getting underway Friday night versus Coppin State. Then you have a couple of matches on Saturday. How do you get your team ready? Or maybe you don't have to since you had this tournament and this trip in the summer but how do you get them ready to get underway in the season uh for for what is a start of a new journey with all of your returning players just how do you get them ready to go for the start of the new year yeah you know the two the two big challenges facing us they're interrelated one is you know we're still trying to teach the game at a high level to our young players but then also integrate six new players that played you know in different systems so there's a lot of teaching that needs to be going on this time of year um, but that's counterbalanced by the fact that we've got this really deep team and we, we need to figure out a lineup. And uh, we, we don't have one, frankly. I mean, we have indications, you mm-hmm. know, of what we yeah. should be doing here and there, but I still think it's pretty early. And like I said before, like the, when we, we could split them up in any way and have them play each other and it's going to be a tight game. There just aren't clear differences where it's like, wow, this is obviously the starter in this position when we've got three other people that are also really good there. So we're trying to manage this competition and practice for playing time at the same time teaching, you know, new things to, to the new players and then also upgrading the ones that are freshmen are returning and they still got a ways to go. So how, how do we do that? I mean, oh, my gosh, it feels like rocket science a little bit. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. So it's just we're just heavy in film sessions and heavy in individual meetings. And uh, but in terms of just the energy level and competition and ready to play, that's off the charts. And that happens when. You, when players know that the team is good mm-hmm. and they know they've got something to play for. Easier to buy in that way. Absolutely. And then also the fact that they know they're fighting for their lives to get playing time right now right. because uh, it's just so deep. So. Well, it seems like they're also fighting to try and get back to the NCAA tournament, something you and your team were able to do last year, sitting down talking with Auburn head volleyball coach Brent Crouch, second round of the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, you make a run uh, to get there and then you win your first your first match to move on in the NCAA tournament for you personally to come into Auburn your third year last year what was that like to get the win in the NCAA tournament and how does that feed maybe your motivation and buy-in for year four oh well I mean I don't think I don't I've never had a problem with motivation but I gotta tell you it's always a you know just an absolute shot in the arm right when you get a win like that yeah you know I you know you have a few of these in your career uh I had a similar, it wasn't a tournament win, but I was at University of Portland. That was a rebuilding job there. And it was year three, same year here, where we beat a couple top 15 teams. And, uh, you know, the buy-in, the re-energizing feeling that comes from that personally, but also from everyone on the team um, that comes from those kinds of wins where you can see the progress happening. It's just off the, there's no equivalent to that there's mm-hmm. no other thing you can do all right right so to, to feel that again against a the win against Creighton on the road was was even bigger you know than those ones back at Portland because um it was the same time frame but uh it was a totally different deal he, you know here we rebuilt it primarily through I mean of course it's always teaching but that was that was through recruiting because there were six freshmen out there playing yeah all right the Portland team we kind of just taught them to be good and so by the time they were juniors and seniors we were beating some of those teams but just from where the program was when I got here and then to have the roster turnover the way it was and then to have them have that win at Creighton 
Um, it was so incredibly gratifying. Um, I mean, that win was certainly the biggest of my career I, that I felt personally, and um, it is it is absolutely motivated everyone on the roster to uh, keep going. What was the support like from uh, family, friends, the Auburn family and fan base after that win in the first round of the NCAA tournament? It seemed like almost all eyes were on Auburn volleyball in the NCAA tournament and even tuned in for round two. I mean, everybody here in town was was just so excited to see the success in just an, a short amount of time period that you've been here so what was that support like and the love that you felt from the Auburn family you know we we, we felt it all over the place right I, I mean I you know what it was I was getting messages through social media I was getting emails I was getting phone calls I was getting hellos at the you know the grocery stores you know yeah and uh you know and we have felt that you know, it hasn't died off, you know, it's just every, you know, I meet somebody new every few weeks, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like, Oh yeah, volleyball, you know, I'll tell them <laughs> I'm the head go, Oh yeah, you guys had a good season, you know? So the word is just out and it's been kind of continuous since then. And, uh, it has shown up in other ways too. You're right. It wasn't, it wasn't as meaningful as it has been with the Auburn family and it's off the charts. It translated quickly into being able to get new transfers who wanted to come play here. Yeah, and uh, so we added, you know, four through the transfer portal, and I don't think we're getting any of them. You know, if we didn't have the season that we had last year and the way that we finished. And you're right, the the NCA and the volleyball world um, eyes were on us. That was the biggest upset of the tournament that weekend. Might have been the biggest upset the whole time, and uh, I mean the whole tournament. And uh, you know, I'm getting just notes from recruiting coordinators across the country for you know players that are now interested in Auburn I was getting you know Kyla Swanson was at that game who is one of our new middle blockers and saw it and then she wanted to come Peyton isn't Dunn. it crazy how that uh, works yeah I mean it's just crazy the impact that an athlete can get from one singular game you see it in so many other sports but for you in particular with volleyball in the NCAA tournament I mean it obviously it meant something to somebody right uh, absolutely it, it it meant a lot and it's going to show up in a higher level of play this fall you know, I mean, that's just one of the benefits of it. And I've talked to you in the past, Coach, about the transfer portal in particular to volleyball. I did a, a project in college and, and had the chance to talk to you about the transfer portal and specifically for SEC volleyball. And you said it's com- it's as competitive as any other sport out there where if a major player hits the portal, I think you told me if you don't reach out within 24, 48 hours, you may as well not reach out at all. Is it still the case as we get into the transfer portal, NIL and stuff more? You need to contact them first. You know, if you can get there within an hour, wow. that's better. And and you better be clear about you want them and that you've got, you know, you can, you've got a scholarship for them. If you wait three days and they feel like you're evaluating them, right, they've already got 10 offers from other people. So, Jeez. I mean, you've got to do your homework way beforehand. And the second somebody pops up, you have an evaluation on them already and you're ready to move. And uh, luckily we were like that with the four that we got and it's paying off. Head coach Brent Crouch for Auburn Volleyball joining us here on ESPN 106.7. Let's talk about this opening tournament, the War Eagle Invitational. You've got uh, a few talented teams coming in, Coppin State, McNeese State, and then Jacksonville State. Uh, what can what can you tell the listeners about what you expect to see from those squads and how you expect your team to perform in, a, in these three matches this weekend? Well, it's always tough that first weekend. You know, you've got we don't have film on any of these teams. You know, we a bunch of them have a bunch of new players. Um, so we've got some general ideas about how they do things because it's the same coaches that are coming back. So we've got some ideas about the systems that they're doing and so on. Um, so we'll be prepared, but not as prepared as we will be in like a week three or a week four when you've got all these matches to scout these players. Right. So there's going to be a lot of kind of figuring it out as we go along, at least with uh, you know how we attack these teams and defend them. 
Um, but from our side of things, you know, what you'll see is probably a lot of different people playing, right? We, we, we still uh, we need to figure out some roles, and the best way to figure that stuff out is to let them play in real matches. And I feel confident we can win these matches with pretty much our whole roster out there mm-hmm. playing in different combinations. We're just, we're just so deep now. And uh, it, it is making the six-on-six scrimmages in practice look like matches that we're playing during the year because both sides are so good. And, you know, hopefully we'll head in this weekend and we'll feel like, hey, this isn't as hard as our practice, right? Because the sides we're playing against each other, are the, the players are higher level. Your confidence level has to be high returning everybody that was on the team last year. You bring in a few transfers that are going to boost this roster as well. Your confidence going into this season, opening weekend, I know you talk about it, it's going to be probably a little rocky getting going for the season, but what is your confidence level going into this season? Coming off the NCAA tournament last year where expectations just keep rising for you in this volleyball program. Yeah, you know, it'll be, I'm not exactly sure what the top end will look like for us. I think it will be better, but I don't know how much better it will be. Um, What I do know is the bottom end, um, is way higher. And so last year, we we escaped the injury bug, mm-hmm. right? And Which is huge. huge. I mean, we only had two middles on the roster, and two of them play all the time. Wow. So if you lose one, you're done, right? Um, we only had one injury where we missed somebody for a match or two, and that was Sarah Morton to the libero spot. Um, and that is just incredibly unusual, right? So this year, you know, I... Th- I, we're going to be better. I don't know if we're going to win more because everybody else is good too, you know. But we'll get, we're we're playing better volleyball. There's no question about that. But the thing that I'm most excited about is <clears throat> if we do have somebody, you know, God forbid, go down, it's the season's not going to be over. Right. The, the bottom is not dropping out. We're going to be able to absorb some hits. We're going to be able to absorb it if somebody's got the flu for a week and a half or something like that. And uh, that that piece gives me a level of confidence that I didn't have last year. Last year I was just like, please, all right, you're just just don't get hurt. Let's right. have no yeah. ankle sprains. Yep, that's have, right. You know, because then we're you know that season that season's tanked. Right? Yeah. If we had a starter out for three weeks, we're not making the tournament. Yeah, which but, is a, it's a scary, it's a stressful spot to be in, right? I mean, yes. you're, you're literally hoping and praying, obviously for their health and safetyness, but for your stress level, it's like, God, please don't get hurt, so I don't have to deal yeah. with that. So glad to hear that. Uh, hopefully, you don't have that issue this year. We obviously uh, hope and pray for a healthy and safe season for you and your team coach let everybody know how they can follow you follow this program support this program attend the games all that information let everybody know how they can do all of that right well um you know you can find us pretty easily on social media you know following me at auburn volleyball coach um on twitter and and uh instagram uh you know our our, of course our our uh, team has social media accounts and so on um you know admission right now is free um for this weekend and the upcoming weeks um that's probably going to change at some point that's what i've heard yeah (laughs) i think that's that's changing but uh you know being there in person is just it's such an experience i think for with volleyball at this level and i don't think it's been maybe it's never been played here frankly the stuff that you're going to see this year certainly the physicality this is the biggest team auburn has ever had it's the biggest team i've ever coached wow six 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 five six five six four I mean, we are, we, this is a bunch of women who can dunk basketballs. That's right? awesome. And, and so <laughs> Love just that. what you see out there on the court is going to be fantastic when you go in person. Um, and also, we, we've started a new club called the First Serve Club. Okay. Um, you can find that information easily when you just go to the website and uh, sign up for that. There's a small fee that is a donation that goes to the program that helps support things like our Europe trips. Um, but you get access. I'll do a chalk talk before all the SEC matches. You can come to those. You get reserved seating. You get to come to our banquet, be around our players, come to some practices. Excellent. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of access um, that's given if you're a member of that club. But uh, 
Um, our, our, I think another superpower of our team is the players are so good with the engagement with fans and, and especially with young people yeah. and kids and children. And uh, they're, they're hanging out after every game. They're doing autographs. They're doing pictures. Which means so yeah. much to, to so many people when, when they stop and they do that and they take the time after the game, win or mm-hmm. loss. I mean, I know you guys mm-hmm. are big about that, hanging out, meeting with family, friends, fans, and doing all of that. It means the world to them, I know. Yeah, and it, and it does to our players too. They just they love it. And uh, one of the coolest things I saw last year when we were playing was, uh, you know, they they will pay attention to social media after these events. Mm-hmm. Our players will. So you'll see families posting right pictures with the players or young kids or junior high kids posting yeah. stuff, and then all of our players will repost all oh, that. Yeah. you know, yeah. and they'll, they're engaged with them over social media, and so. Um, they're just they're so well integrated with the community and uh, are just great people to be around. Well, that's how you grow a brand, right? That's how you that's how you grow the brand of a, of a player themselves as a coach like you or the volleyball program as a whole is engaging with the community, getting it and making it grow. And so uh, you've done a fantastic job in your short amount of time here uh, with Auburn Volleyball. Excited for the 2023 season. Excited to have you on the show periodically throughout this year to promote the games, especially as we get closer to SEC play. Uh, excited for what should be a fun season for Auburn Volleyball. Head coach Brent Crouch of Auburn Volleyball joining us. Coach, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. War Eagle. So that was, again, my uh, one-on-one interview with Auburn Volleyball head coach Brent Kraut. He will be joining me uh, probably like once every two weeks or so, just kind of when they've got big games coming up. He'll come in, talk to us, uh, give us some updates about the program, the games coming up, and where they're at in the season. So Brent Kraut, he's a great interview, a really good guy, and I really enjoy talking with him. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and wrap up hour number one before Uncle T-Bone comes in for hour number two on On the Line Fridays with Uncle T-Bone, Wade Bennett, Brock to you by Sense of Green Heating and Air. That's all coming up here on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Well, I said it was going to be a short break, and it was. We've got about uh, about a minute or so before the music kicks me out of here for hour number one, and I appreciate you all joining me on a Friday afternoon. Uh, coming up in hour number two, as we will every single Friday throughout football season, On the Line Fridays with Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett brought to you by Sense of Green Heating and Air. He'll be joining us here in just a few minutes. We're going to be talking uh, Auburn football recruiting as Auburn picks up their 17th commit for the 2024 class. We'll also be talking college football week zero. We'll make some picks here on the show for the first time in a long time. Plus, what we are most excited about in 2023 for the upcoming college football season. So that's what's coming up in hour number two. It's always a lot of fun, and I believe we have some giveaways to do in hour number two as well. So don't turn that radio dial. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us as we get you into the weekend for On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. On the Line Fridays, Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett joining us when we come back here on ESPN 106.7.
The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway in hour number two here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7, and it is hour number two here on a Friday afternoon, which means it's On the Line Fridays with Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett from Radio Free Auburn, and it's all brought to you by Sensi Green Heating and Air. Uncle T, how are you, man? Happy Friday. Oh, it has been a long week. I'm happy to close out this week here, uh, this Friday, 3 to 4 o'clock on the line. And every Friday, brought to you by our good friends at Sensagreen for air that's cool and clean. You better call Sensagreen and Opelika. That's 334-366-9237. That covers basically the I-85 corridor from Prattville to LaGrange and uh, the 280 corridor from uh, Lake Martin to Columbus. And then also, uh, Jacob, they're doing such a good job that they decided to open up a branch in Huntsville, Alabama. And if you're listening, Tiger fans in North Alabama, to us online, try them out at 256-255-7121. That's Sense of Green Heating and Air for air that's cool and clean. You better call Sense of Green. Better call Sense of Green. Well, they are uh, the reason we get to do this every single Friday with you joining me in the studio. Glad to have you back. Uh, glad that we actually actually have some real football to talk about coming up tomorrow uncle t we got week zero college football and we're going to get to that uh in just a minute and it just you know when you look at the slate of this week zero no it's not exciting by comparison to other games and other weeks in the season but I was trying to get people excited a little bit because compared to other week zeros in the past there are actually decent teams playing tomorrow. You got two top 25 teams in games tomorrow, and you also have a game that features two former or future Auburn opponents. So, week zero, I'm going to be taking it all in tomorrow, T. I hope you are as well. Well, yeah, I mean, look, back in the day, there used to be a, a game usually right about now or maybe even uh, next week. Um, and it was called the Kickoff Classic, right, in East yep. Rutherford, New, uh, New Jersey, in the Meadowlands, where the Giants and Jets play. And that was about all the preseason or all the early season um, college football you were going to get until Labor Day weekend and beyond. So, yeah, there's six games, and, and you know, there's some good ones. Uh, I am interested in the Navy-Notre Dame game, Okay. Um, that that should just, be yeah. I mean, I I think it's a neat place. I kind of you know I have complained a lot about how they're changing college football and they're sending people from different conferences to different all around the country to play league play. But I don't have a problem with this game being over in Ireland, mm-hmm. right? And this will be the third time that these two teams have squared off over there in 2006, 2012. This game was supposed to be in 2020, but it got moved because of COVID. And these two teams have been playing since 1927, so they know each other very well. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, Navy's got a new coach. Uh, they say they're going to open up the offense a little bit and start throwing the ball around. I got to see it to believe it. You better believe it. I will. I will not believe it until they see it and do it on a consistent basis. Yeah, and Notre Dame, man, they struggled with some teams last year that were. Uh, you know, teams they should have handled pretty easily. So, yeah. I'm not calling the T-bone upset alert here. <laughs> but not I think yet. that game might be a little bit closer than what the pundits are giving it, and especially the line out there. Yeah, 20 and a half for Notre Dame. I mean, look, it, it should happen, right? But it's week zero. Who knows what's going to happen, right? And look, it's exciting. At least it's two, and I said this in the first hour, T, at least it's two teams that are known and you can turn on any Saturday and find them on the television somewhere between Navy and Notre Dame. And so, uh, yeah, that kicks off tomorrow, 1.30 on NBC over in Dublin, Ireland. Notre Dame favored by 20 and a half. Uh, you look down the schedule a little bit. UMass and New Mexico State, right? Not two teams that are exciting by any means. Two of literally the worst teams in college football. But they're on Auburn's schedule. And I think that's important for, uh, for Auburn fans to, uh, to tune into that and at least see what Auburn's going to see in week one next week versus UMass, which we're eight days away from kickoff, by the way, Uncle T. And you got UMass in week one and then New Mexico State near the end of the season right before the Iron Bowl. So will this be an interesting game on ESPN at 6 o'clock? I don't know, but it very well might be, but it has some relevancy to Auburn. Well, I tell you what, you know, we, we've already talked about UMass a good bit in the couple of weeks that I've been here uh, proceeding up to kickoff in the start of the season. We both agree that they probably are the worst team in college football, if not close to it. And, uh, you know, like I like to tell people, I don't think the Minutemen, when they come down to Jordan-Hare, take a beating this bad since Cornwallis rolled up into the uh, Northeast <laughs> during the Revolutionary War. I mean, they're terrible. But I will watch this game strictly just to see, you know, what both th these teams have and to look forward. You know, there's actually three teams playing this weekend of New Mexico State. It, I, I, did, I forgot they were on our schedule. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. they're tucked in there right before the Iron Bowl. Okay, what about Vanderbilt? Yeah, Vanderbilt yeah. as well. You forget, people are forgetting that Auburn has to travel to Nashville this year. It's one of those one of those weird games where Auburn is going to Vanderbilt in their stadium that's tore halfway down, and it's it's going to be tucked in there right in the middle of a really crucial part of the schedule. Team, we'll talk about that later as well, but. Yeah, Auburn going to Vanderbilt later in the year, so they get a, their first test against Hawaii on yeah. Saturday as yeah. well. Vanderbilt improved throughout the year last year, mm -hmm. upset a couple of people late, including Kentucky, who's a, a solid football program. Beat Florida has, as well. And beat Florida as well. I think that was the first time since 1989, Ooh, It's been a long time. It has been a long time. So, look, I've seen some good Auburn teams go up to uh, Nashville and struggle, especially at night. I'm going to take you back in time a little bit, my uh -oh. friend. Uh-oh, But 1993, you know, the undefeated season, the magical first season, Terry Bowden. It was a goal-line stand that everybody listened to on the radio because we weren't allowed to be on TV that year. Yep. At Vanderbilt earlier in the season, which really propelled Auburn into that undefeated season. People forget that there, there's some Tiger teams that have struggled up in Nashville. Well, you know Auburn's all-time record against Vanderbilt. It's even. It is completely even. Auburn does not have a winning record over Vanderbilt. It is 500 on the money for Auburn and Vanderbilt with, I believe, a tie thrown in there as well. So, yeah, Vanderbilt getting started against Hawaii. They're favored by 17. I think Vanderbilt will cover. I'm taking Vanderbilt. You know my take on Vanderbilt this season, don't you? They're making a bowl game. Vanderbilt is going bowling this year. 
Well, Uncle they, T-Bone. They are going bowling this year. Okay, so if they're going bowling this year, who in the SEC East is not? Missouri, Florida, and I think that may be it because I'm going to have Vanderbilt going, Georgia going, South Carolina going, Tennessee going. Yeah. Yeah, speaking then, of Florida, man. You talk I'm missing about, one. Well, Kentucky. Kentucky will, will go bowling. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, but speaking of Florida, you talk about a critical game next week. Oh man, on a huge, Thursday night on the road at Utah, huge game. Who knows though? Right now, what the condition of Cam Rising is for Utah? If he was one hundred percent, I would go ahead and lead pipe lock the Gators out of Utah. Right. I mean, but he's not. I think that their backups had some quarterback injuries too. I've been down on Florida all all preseason. Me too. But they could circle back and catch Utah like they did last year. If they can do that, that would get a lot of pressure off Billy Napier. It it absolutely would. And and when you look at – I've talked about this this week. When you look at that Florida schedule, it's brutal. I gave my rankings this year or this week for SEC schedules in 2023. Florida has the hardest one by far. I mean, you start with Utah – on the road you play Tennessee in week three you already have to end the year with Florida State who's going to be I think a contender for the college football playoff like it is a brutal schedule for Florida this year and yeah starting on the road at Utah which is not an easy place to play out west and so sure if Cam Rising is not 100 percent Florida's definitely in the ball game but I don't think it matters I think Utah's got better talent than Florida does right now well you know Napier's recruiting well you can see that in the recruiting rankings across the board whatever site you like to look at but you know that those players aren't here now he did a pretty good job recruiting his first year uh Utah's plays a brand of physical football uh unlike just about anybody else in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and they always have players on defense Utah come up and hit you that's like playing a southeastern conference team that's one of the few teams out west you're like okay you know I don't really want any part of that because I've already got my schedule in the SEC that's really difficult and and then you're going to throw them in and bookend it with Florida State who's on the rise look Florida State LSU next week and I know I'm getting ahead of myself from this week and I'm excited right Football's back. You better believe it. But Florida State, LSU next week to kick things off. If the Knolls slip past them or keep it close and even lose, that's an early enough loss where they can manage the rest of their schedule and easily get into the Final Four. Mm -hmm. And you got to look at it from both perspectives when you're talking Florida State and LSU because I think, T, those are two teams that will be at the top of their conference and two teams that will be making a push for the college football playoff. I think Florida State a little bit more compared to LSU just because the SEC is better than the ACC. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's a huge game that it's a resume builder. It's one of those games, let me put it this way, it's one of those games where if you win it, it propels your season. You use it as a resume booster at the end. But if you lose it, it doesn't just kill you, right? Your season's not over if you lose that game before Florida State or LSU so the, the negatives aren't so bad, but, man, the positives are there that you can ride a high on all season long. Yeah, I mean, look, both of those teams would easily be penciled in right now definitely into a 12-game playoff. No right? doubt. So, so they're, they're, they're not just the top 12 teams in the country. They're, they're really in the top 10. And both of them are going to contend for their, uh, for their conference championships. FSU with the much easier route. But, you know, I tip my hat to them for playing this game and, uh, because, you know, if they, if they wanted to, 
normally Florida's really good. All right, or they're or very competitive. Mm-hmm. So they're always going to be on their schedule. So they could take the easy way out, right, and play some other kind of pushover to open up the season. So I, I, I tip my hat to them. That's a little bit tougher uh, AC schedule, ACC schedule for most because they always play Florida and they're throwing in LSU. So good for them. Uh, it's all on the quarterback play in that game. Uh, both teams, you know, normally when there's a big game like that, Jacob, you're going to come to find out when I want to make a prediction on it, I'm going to take the team. If they're all things are even, I'm looking at the quarterback. Who's got the better quarterback? Right. Yep. And and but in that game, they're pretty even. They're both they're both uh, dark horse Heisman contenders. Yeah. I'll I mean, if they're that. even dark horse. Yeah, I'll give you that. And look, that's a great way to go. When when in doubt, pick the better quarterback. And I think it will come down to which quarterback plays the best in Florida State and LSU. So yeah, that'll be an exciting game coming up next weekend. I'm with you, man. I'm excited. Football is back, man. College football getting underway tomorrow for week zero. We have Auburn football kicking off in just eight days from now, and the recruiting continues to roll for Hugh Freeze and the boys. We'll talk about who they picked up again for 2024, their 17th commit in the class as On the Line Fridays with Uncle T-Bone rolls on from Radio Free Auburn, all brought to you by Green. He and air stay tuned we'll have a giveaway coming up in just a little bit as well and the phone lines are open we want to hear from you on a friday afternoon 334-321-1390 we'll talk the latest auburn football recruiting news when we come back you are on the line on espn 1067 online at espnau.com or on the espn 1067 app Let's talk a little Auburn football recruiting here on the Friday edition of On the Line. This is On the Line Fridays brought to you by Cincy Green Heating and Air with Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett from Radio Free Auburn. Man, plug everything you've got going on and tell people where they can find out and find all of your wonderful content that you're pushing out. I know you're just getting started, but man, you're doing a fantastic job. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, check us out at www.radiofreeauburn.com. We're going to have a Wednesday article um, all through throughout football season it's a it's a blog we just finished up a three-part series on what i called climate change in football is real and it's man-made um and you can check out uh from three weeks every wednesday part one part two and part three and you know i i think i started sounding almost a little bit like uh, get off the long guy <laughs> right like an old you know like a boomer whatever yeah you know because no. i'm no spring chicken but let me tell you what uh just getting into it a little bit and writing about it, it's ridiculous how much the game has changed on and off the field since I first started watching Auburn football when Bo went over the top in 1982. So you can get some stuff like that on there. Uh, we're about to transition, obviously, into talking about what we like to talk about most, and that's the games itself. You better believe You're it. You're excited. I'm excited. From a fan, for the fan, you know, I'm not a professional journalist. I'm just a fan like you, and I speak for the people, or at least I like to think I do. And then on Sundays, we have a review show, 3 to 4 on there. It's a video vlog. And then on Fridays, we have a, pre, uh, a pre-weekend show before I come on air with you, which I'm, I'm so happy about. And we're getting tremendous feedback, by good, the way. From, good, good. Uh, and that's from 1 to 2. And then on Saturdays, you know where you're going to catch me. That's right. Over on game day on Wings 94.3, our pregame show that will begin next Saturday uh, for 
the first game, Auburn versus UMass. It's a one-hour show over on our classic rock station, Wings 94.3 and WingsFM.com. Uncle T-Bone, Wade Bennett, and our good buddy Jack Hudden will be hosting that show. It's an hour-long pregame show. It'll feed right into the Auburn Sports Network pregame show with Andy Birch and Brad Law, that entire crew, which then, of course, leads into the kickoff of Auburn football. All of that on Saturdays over on Wings 94.3. So we're excited for that. I know you are as well, man. That's going to be a lot of fun on Saturday mornings. Well, I mean, look, we're already amped up on Saturday's pregame. Now I get to come in studio with Jack. Who knows what's going to happen in there? I mean, who knows what we're going to talk about? You two I are mean, the, some of the craziest guys I've ever yeah, met in my life. So yeah, It's going to be wild, and it, that's going to be must-listen-to radio because I know the AU Network is, so what an honor to lead off hit for them. Maybe we get on base. Maybe we take a hit uh, a hit pitch. Maybe we take a walk <laughs> and air or whatever, and then they knock us in and bring us on into the game. So, no, I, I'm super excited about that. And uh, can't wait to get in with Jack. And, and we're just going to bring uh, – you know, he's an improv guy. Yeah. You know, and Uncle T can do a little improv too. Okay, so okay. We'll see what happens with that. I, you know, batting down the hatches – that's 94.3 game day on wings. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that again. That'll start next Saturday, four hours before kickoff over on wings. 94.3 leads right into the Albert Sports Network, uh, the tailgate show that they do over there for that. So that's what's coming up next weekend. That is a call-in show, and so is this. We want to hear from you on a Friday afternoon. 334-321-1390. Our intern, Michaela, answering the phones, waiting on you to give us a call. We want to hear what's on your mind on a Friday afternoon as we get into a little Auburn football recruiting because uh, it seems like when Hugh Freeze is done, they're not as they continue to pick up recruits in the 2024 class. They pick up another one and three-star defensive line Dimitri Nicholas. He is six foot four, 295 pounds. Let me say that again. Six foot four, 295 pounds playing defensive line out of the state of Florida. He chose Auburn over Florida, Miami, and Pitts. He is the 17th commit of the 2024 class, which sits at number 14 in the country. Uncle T, your thoughts on the 17th commit in this 2024 class? Well, a couple of things. I watched a little video on the kid today. He's a lean 290. That's not uh, if the, that's a thing. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not the uh, refrigerator Perry out there. This kid is uh, he's built and he's strong and he's quick. He reminds me, Jacob, of a lot of these uh, uh, Tommy Tuberville type defensive lineman recruits out of Mobile. Okay, the Cinderic Marks, yeah. the Antonio Coleman. Oh, you're reaching back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. The kid's got a tremendous motor. Uh, beat out the hometown. Uh, uh, Miami and you know look they, they're trying to lock it down with Cristobal down there on recruiting so it says uh, the job that the coaching staff uh, uh, getting Nicholas to uh, commit to us is tremendous 17 recruits already recruiting never stops obviously in big time college football it's weird for me to watch all these players commit in August but before we know it you know, not to end the season before it starts. December will be here, and early signing day will be here. The key now is finishing out the class, right, propelling Auburn recruiting into the top ten, making a lot of noise and taking that momentum into next year, but keeping everybody you got committed, committed. 
and mm-hmm. sign. So that that's where the real challenge and stories I think are going to go from here. Uh, but no, you know what I like to say, my man. In Hugh we trust. In Hugh we trust. He's got this. I'm not worried about it. It's that's like right. worrying if, if Bruce Pearl's got the basketball program in good hands. He's got that locked down, man. So in Hugh we trust. We're going to be all right, and this is just another example of why we trust him so much. Way to go, Coach. Thank you. That's right. Well, this class is still at number 14 in the country, and when you compare it to where it was, uh, what it was going to be by the end of the class, I mean, it's just remarkable to see what Hugh Freeze and the staff have done uh, with this 2024 class. You're up to 17 total commits, and when you look at the different rankings and different stats across the board uh, about the the quality of players that Auburn is getting, he's one of the few three stars, and I think he's a guy that could get his fourth star by the time he gets to Auburn, and we know how important it is to have four and five stars, those blue-chip ratio players where you have to have a certain amount of them to win a national championship. The stats say it so. Auburn's doing a fantastic job at getting quality players and it's not of this is not an argument of well there's only eight guys but we got some really good quality no there's quantity and quality now in the 2024 class Uncle T-Bone and that's a really nice thing to see it's refreshing to see for Auburn football well it is I mean you know look coming out of the dark ages of the last two years and, and maybe a little bit even into the end of the Malzahn era Uh, Not to run anybody down, but, you know, we had just almost waved the white flag, it seemed like, to the fan out there, to Georgia and to Alabama and to Clemson and a lot of these recruiting battles where we were kind of trying but not really trying. Look, the one thing I know about Hugh Freeze is he embraces the competition. He wants to be at Auburn, and he's going to go head up against anybody, anytime, anywhere for a recruit. And this guy that he's got on his staff, this Jeremy Garrett, this guy can recruit. Yeah, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing a heck of a good job. The whole staff is is just obviously all pulling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is very refreshing. And, and with that, you can see all the fans beginning and all the administrators and everyone starting to pull in the same direction. Give it a little bit more time. You know, I know we're all excited. In eight days, we have Tiger football. Give the man a good season here, his first season. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. But this kid will get his fourth star. And there's going to be more four-stars and probably even a couple more five-stars may or may not come on board. You'll see, you'll see some people possibly flip from other places. Uh, they're not going to stop recruiting the kid like Franklin out of Mississippi. So uh, it's going to end up being a very solid top ten class. And uh, by this time next year, we're going to be talking about the Tigers easily being in the top 20 preseason. Well, I, I, I agree with you, and it's so crazy how – recruiting it truly never stops it truly never sleeps and even you mentioned it already even when a kid commits to a school and this goes both ways guys that didn't choose Auburn and committed somewhere and guys that didn't go somewhere and they're committed to Auburn other schools are still committing or still recruiting to this guy and you have to continue to recruit and be in the ear make the phone calls be in their living room like you have to keep on until the pen hits the paper because there's so many things that can change between now and December and you better believe that Hugh Freeze and this staff know that about recruiting and look they've got 17 committed in the 2024 class could it continue to grow i think so and hopefully get inside that top 10 ranking in all of the country three-star defensive line dimitri nicholas six foot four 295 chooses auburn over florida miami and pitt he'll be playing on the defensive line for years to come 
When we come back on the line Fridays, continuing with Uncle T-Bone with Radio Free Auburn, brought to you by Sensa Green Heating and Air. We've got a giveaway to do when we come back. Plus, what excites us about the 2023 college football season? Give us a call. We want to hear from you as well. 334-321-1390. Jacob Goetz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. All right, we got 30 more minutes before the weekend here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins. He is Uncle T-Bone, and we're going to get to the phone lines here in hour number two, 334-321-1390. And Andy from Auburn's joining us on the phone lines. Andy, what's up, man? Hey, War Eagle. Hey, War Eagle to you as well. Hey, seeing if they uh, are taking me to any chaperones for that uh, volleyball trip in four years. Yeah, yeah, the trip overseas. Maybe you can go join them, huh? That sounds fun. Um, I know I played rugby here, and um, okay. we, we're actually in the championship. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess the Rednecks drinking some beer. We got lucky one year, and um, <laughs> we started playing the California teams. It was a round-robin tournament, and after two losses, we learned how to play. There you go. And, yeah, we sat around and got a case of beer individually and um, talked about, you know, what we're doing, and we won our third game, putting us um, ranked in the country. So that was pretty cool. So but we're not, we're not like going to say that the, that the beer enhanced your performance, are we, Andy? Man, it, 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 it bonded us. And just like uh, <laughs> the volleyball coach said, you know, that, that bond is – Yep. I'll tell you, that's, that's why we are doing it. Uh, that's why we made it as far as we did. We were just – Tight and heck, we're we're meeting in two weeks on our first away game. Um, now that we're in our forties, so that's how wow. tight we were. And, and uh, teams that are that tight usually do good. Uh, second, um, I worked for Still Martin Builders that I can't say um, anything good about, but they did uh, work with Sensi Green, and they were always top notch. So I will say, um, got a good sponsor there. Well, I appreciate and, that, um, Andy. They're good people. They make it happen for us. They uh, they're the reason why we're here today. And the reason why I'm here today in studio, Jacob, he's got so many people want to partner with him because he's so talented. But, you know, I'm just a regular Joe. So they they pulled me off the street and they're like, hey, man, Uncle T, get in there and tell us what you think. Now, they're they're good folks. uh, And, man, I really appreciate you saying that. And I'll pass the word to them. Yeah, well, I mean, I worked with them with the the houses and they always answered the phone good to me and got help out quick. So. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I, I, I can't stand up for Stan Martin Builders. If you have a house, don't go in the walls. You'll find bad things. But anyways. Um, All right, man. Third, third. Um, Notre Dame Air Force, as far as betting goes. You there? Yes, uh, Yeah, for Notre Dame and Navy tomorrow? Navy, Navy, yeah. Yeah. That, was, that Navy-Army game last year, do you remember it? I do. Man, I had a lot of money on Army. I was in the Army, and... They played so bad and won that game. <laughs> yeah. So that, I can't I can't see Navy even coming close to uh, um, scratching. I think 20 points is, is not enough. What do you think? And well, I'll, so I'll I'm checking out uh, www.scoresandodds.com, and uh, that's a, a site that I like to go to for uh, all of this for entertainment purposes only. Obviously, uh, I like to watch the lines because you can kind of see what's happening. You can see what the public thinks. This is a good site for that. What site did you say? Uh, www.scores 
nodds.com okay. and then go to the NCAA section. This week's games, uh, go to Navy, and you can click on a link and break down a little bit better. Uh, the game details shows that 65% of the bets out there right now in Vegas, 66% of the money is on Navy catching that 20 and a half. So really? I'm a little stunned to see that, and that kind of wow. makes me re- – Hey, you know, when they zig out there, Jacob, I like to zag. There you go. You know, because Vegas didn't, didn't uh, uh, build all those beautiful buildings and give all those buffets away by John Q. Public winning <laughs> a lot of money, right? I always say the buildings are quite nice in Las Vegas. They know what they're doing out there. Yeah, so um, I'm a little stunned by that. And, hey, let's just use some common sense here, right? The midshipmen are going across the pond. They ought to be able to navigate their way there a little bit That's a little right. bit better. That's right. But uh, they are in Ireland with the Fighting Irish. So um, I don't know what to think about that line. Uh, earlier uh, today and in the week, I was, uh, I was pretty heavy uh, on Navy. But, you know, he brings up a good point with a new coach and uh, a new so-called offense. Navy hasn't been quite the Navy that gave people fits. Right, Remember they rolled up into Knoxville and gave Tennessee all they wanted a few years back. But Notre Dame has struggled for years now with teams they should handle. Mm -hmm. So, And they've played down and up to their competition. I'm still kind of leaning Navy here. That's just me. Wow, okay. You're going to take Navy to to cover 20 and a half or to to be there in 20 and a half. I'll go opposite of you. I'll take take Notre Dame on home turf over in Ireland (laughs) to cover 20 and a half. Maybe this is finally the year that Notre Dame – gets out of the gate in a good way and handles a team that they're supposed to like you talked about so you know what i'll go opposite of you i'll take notre dame to cover that 20 and a half points andy we appreciate the call it's always great to hear from you and all of our listeners here on on the line 334-321-1390 and speaking of that um i've been teasing it a little bit and i want to let's go ahead and do this uncle t you brought us some gifts here in the studio today of course you are uh, you are with Radio Free Auburn. It's your site. It's your podcast, your newsletter, your live shows uh, multiple times a week, including Sunday afternoons for a reaction show. And you've been absolutely killing it when it comes to uh, getting some merchandise branded with your Radio Free Auburn logo, which looks great, by the way. I appreciate that. And you that. can find it on our website at ESPNAU.com. We're plugging this stuff there as well. And so you brought us a really good-looking hat. It's a, it's a gray, like a light gray hats okay i'm gonna do my best to describe this i get paid to do it every day so i should be able to do this a light gray hat with the dark radio free auburn logo right in the middle of it with the blue microphone the white letterings with the blue outline it looks phenomenal folks it's a really really sharp looking hat and so uh, uncle t you were wanting to do a little bit of a giveaway here on a friday afternoon huh yeah so look uh you did a great job describing it jacob uh, you're, you've got a way with words, my friend. But I let's, try to. let's go to www.radiofreeauburn.com right now. Go down to the merch section. Uh, section, you'll see the Radio Free Auburn hat. Okay, and if you click on that, there's three different uh, choices of color. There's blue. There's white. There's gray. We have the gray hat in studio for the next caller who gets on air to come by and get one of these beautiful hats. It's an awesome tennis hat, golf hat. It's a lightweight hat. It's not a trucker cap. And I like a trucker cap now. I've got hundreds of them. And I, I, I'm going to wear a trucker cap in here next week. There you go. But but no, this is a this is an athletic cap, and it's a good looking one. And if, you know, if you want, if you're interested in getting getting one, also um, in ordering one, the the price there includes the shipping. Believe me, 
now I know why things are so expensive right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not making a killing off these things. We're just kind of helping to pay the power bill with it. So, no, check it out at the merchandise section. And then we also, we're also going to do a weekend giveaway, right, on your social media, That's on right. all your social media, of one of my new T-shirts that we have designed here, and you can find it as well. It's the Not Today Saban t-shirt. We're not going to finish <laughs> off the, 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 the phrase that's on there, but check it out too, and you'll see that by following the social media sites for uh, Jacob uh, and 106.7 all weekend. That's right. Well, yeah, go check it out. ESPN 106.7 on Twitter. We'll be posting that uh, later today or even tomorrow morning for uh, the t-shirt giveaway, but as he mentioned, you got a free hat with Radio Free Auburn on your way if you give us a call 334-321-1390 hey i want to circle back real quick i know we're going to talk about the auburn schedule or and maybe things we're excited about in this upcoming season here to close out the show but i want to circle back to notre dame again real yeah. quick because it is the first game of the year right mm-hmm. and i think it's an important game uh and it's going to be an interesting game to watch especially where they're playing it but i have been saying this all off season about notre dame is that they could be a major disruptor in college football this year just because of their schedule okay and 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 you know notre dame catches a lot of grief because they're not officially in a conference and and everybody hates on them because they were smart enough to go out there and get the very first tv deal for themselves with Mm -hmm. nbc yeah so you know when you're on top of the mountain right in their history your silhouette makes a great target so the haters are are drinking the haterade for notre dame all the time i myself actually kind of like notre dame football but if you look at their schedule They host Ohio State, they host USC, and they're at Clemson. Mm -hmm. Those are three of the top eight to ten teams in college football that all have a realistic chance of making the Final Four. So look out for Notre Dame if they can get it together this year and get off to a good start tomorrow right they could really challenge some of these teams if they don't make it in into the final four jacob they could knock somebody out what a weird schedule i mean it just it's such a weird schedule for notre dame you're right i mean they're playing at nc state they're hosting ohio state like you mentioned uh they're playing home versus usc at clemson i mean those are three of the biggest teams in college football from three separate conferences i mean you've got the big 10 the pac-12 rip and you've got the acc on there i mean it's just unbelievable what notre dame's playing but you're absolutely right they may not be the best team in college football but they can play home record this season in this 2023 slate so it's a great point by you man playing some of the biggest teams in college football there's a game on their schedule that i see jacob is the absolute classic letdown game the the epitome of the letdown game right okay because they host ohio state september 23rd and i think ohio state's gonna have a lot lot more difficult time um replacing cj stroud than the national media's uh saying mm-hmm. okay they're just like they think that they're just gonna reload i that that kid was incredible yes he was i mean he was amazing and just go back and watch the georgia game last year in the playoffs and you're like okay now i know exactly why he was drafted second and could have been drafted first mm-hmm. okay he's a player he's a baller i think ohio state struggles this year a little bit more than normal uh, say Notre Dame takes care of them, say Notre Dame's off to a good start, one, two, three, four, five, they get Ohio State, they're 5-0, and oh. everyone's uh, doing the fight song and watching Rudy, right, and getting fired up, and Notre Dame's, hey, they're number one possibly in the country, and then they, they go to Duke. Mm. Duke is a good football team. Yes, they are. They are, this isn't the Duke, this is more like the Duke when Steve Spurrier was at Duke. 
Okay, <laughs> they're not a bad team. Yeah. They're very competitive, mm-hmm. and so uh, that that right there, it is a weird schedule. They obviously have a high. Uh, the flavor is the ACC because they're kind of affiliated with them. But you know, that's a game right there. I'd keep an eye out for. Yeah, I'm with you. And so we'll see if Notre Dame could do it. Of course, they get underway tomorrow, the first game of the college football season against Navy over in Dublin, Ireland. But let's talk a little college football just in general, Uncle T, right? Let's talk about what gets us excited for this 2023 season. And again, giving away a radio-free Auburn hat. Call in, first one to call in, you get it, 334-321-1390. It's a sharp-looking hat if you're a hat person, if you're an Auburn uh, radio podcast person. Go check it out at Radio Free Auburn and call us, and you can have this hat. It will be yours, and uh, you can only get it here or on his website. So uh, be sure if you want to call in and talk to us as well. 334-321-1390. What gets you what what are you most excited about outside of Auburn? Because we'll okay. we'll wrap up the show with that okay. because there's a lot we could talk about that. But yeah. just college football as a whole in 2023. Uncle T what are you most excited about for 2023? We'll save the Auburn talk, obviously, for next Friday when we, you know, that's going to be a massive preview. So let's, you're right, just throw them out the window. <laughs> What's got me most excited? I think Texas is back. I think Penn State's a, a dark horse team to make the Final Four. I think the US, I think the Pac-12 is not only going to dissolve and fall off the face of the earth, unfortunately for them, but each the four teams in that conference that have a chance of winning that conference in order, USC, Utah, Washington, and Oregon, are all going to beat up on each other. I think FSU is a dangerous football team and to watch out for them. And I don't think Georgia makes the Final Four. Wow. Nor does Michigan like everybody Whoa. else does. Okay. How about okay. that? You dropped a lot of lot of info right there. Okay, let's let's rewind here a All little right. bit. So you've got obviously the Pac-12 uh, just collapsing. Um, yeah. You've got that happening. Right. You have Penn State as a sleeper team in college football? I do. I, if you look at their schedule and look how close they've been, and we've talked about this, and, you know, what we like to describe here, my friend, is they are see-it-to-believe-it type team, right? Because they've been so close, but they just can't quite get over the hump. Mm-hmm. But look at their schedule. It's very manageable. Okay. okay? There's, there's two teams on that schedule early that might give them a little trouble, Illinois and Iowa. Iowa's a good team, but they've got some problems now with that whole gambling probe, so who knows what's yeah. going to happen with them. So it's really a two-game. If they can manage the rest of their schedule, which they should, it's a really a two-game schedule for Penn State until the Big Big Ten championship game. Wow. I, I mean, you're right. Ohio State, who I don't think is as good, they got to go on the road and play the Buckeyes. And then a few weeks later, late in the season, they catch Michigan at home. You know that's going to be ABC wideouts. Yeah. That's going to be a they're, – they're, they're going to blow Michigan off the field in that game. And it, wow. And, not, and in Harbaugh's championship wow. run this season. What a cake schedule the Wolverines have, too. What oh, it's so cake. bad. It's so bad. I, I put it up there with some of the easiest in college football. Well, lots of big notes you just dropped there. we got to get to our final break. We've got a winner of the hats. We're going to get him on the phone lines when we come back as we wrap up the Friday edition of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. Don't go anywhere. We'll wrap it up when we come back. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. 
All right, winding down here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins. He is Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett from Radio Free Auburn. And we gave away a Radio Free Auburn cap today uh, on the show. Really, really good-looking show or good-looking hat uh, that we gave away. And we gave it away to Shane, who's on the phone line. Shane, happy Friday, man. You got a few minutes. What's up? Hey, guys. It is a really, really good-looking show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you caught hey, that, um, did you? I, I caught it, man. But I was going to say... Um, I, I think this your new host T T Bone is it? I, yeah, I think you're my 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 favorite uh, host that you have that comes on as of now. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I know he does as well, T. Yeah, I yeah, mean that. Thank you so that much. Knowledge. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. Uh, I, I, you listening um, and everyone participating in the show, and I appreciate Sense of Green and and Jacob and one hundred six point seven ESPN Radio Auburn Opelika for giving me a shot. You know, this is something that, honestly, I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. I didn't really know how to go about it. I had uh, participated in uh, shows that I called in for years, and finally I just took a step, and and all I can say is if you're thinking about doing something out there, just take that first step, even if it's a small one, because it can lead to cool stuff like this. I'm with you, man. I I was working for somebody for a long time, and – making them money then one day just decided hey i can do the same thing and make myself money so i'm with you on that man well uh, i think you'll like but, the hat a lot and uh and it's uh, an honor to be able to give one away man yeah that's awesome i i really do uh i do enjoy this this new, new friday uh show but, Good. Uh, hey, hey, I agree. we appreciate it i, I agree with the, uh what y'all are saying about well what your guests were saying about georgia i don't i don't believe they're going to make playoffs either um I think that actually a Pac-12 team might take their place. Okay. All right. I love it. I love predictions here as we're getting into college football. We'll have a lot of this next week, too, and that's, that's a pretty big one, Shane, to not have Georgia the making last, the Final Four. Yeah, the last the last who robbed the Pac-12, and they'll, they'll make the playoff. They won't make They won't win. You know, they won't win it. But mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I got, guys. Four awesome. Eagles. Hey, appreciate the call, Shane. Great to hear from you, and congratulations on your uh, Radio Free Auburn cap. I'll give you a call after the show, and we'll get it set up for you to come by and pick it up. So, Jacob, you asked me a lot of questions. I threw a lot out there to everybody. That's stuff I believe. I'm not just trying to make radio fodder. I really believe that this is going to be a wild season and there's going to be a lot of names pop up that you didn't quite expect and some people fall back, mm-hmm. right? So let me ask you, what are you looking for forward to this season? What What are some of your predictions? What are some of the things that are going to excite you? Yeah, well, I've said it a few times, and I will continue to push it now through the end of the season to all college football fans, enjoy this year. Enjoy 2023 in college football because the the landscape that we've known it for the last 10-plus years, it's all about to change. Uh, we're literally losing a major conference in college football. The other four are going to gain teams and be completely new look, new divi- no divisions in most of these conferences, brand new teams, brand new um, situations, right? A brand new college football playoff that's being expanded. Um, it, it's just going to look completely different. And so I, I tell everybody, enjoy college football in 2023 because there will no longer be Pac-12 after dark. There will no longer be East and West champions in the SEC and in the Big Ten. There will no longer be a Final Four. It's going to be a Final 12 in college football and athletes are going to continue to move, continue to make money, and it's only going to grow from here. And so I, I fear that what we truly know and love about college football may be slipping away slowly 
2023. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be bad by any means. It's still going to be the most dominant sport in the South. But the way that college football has been for so long, Uncle T-Bone, I think it's changing on us a little bit. And so that's what that's my message. That's what I'm excited about, though, is the fact that this is going to be a really special year in college football. Um, we'll talk more Auburn next yeah. week, but SEC-wise, I think um, I think it's going to be very competitive. Um, I think the Pac-12 will be the best conference in college football, but you won't know it because they're going to beat up on each other all season long. Um, I think Texas will win the Big 12 on their way out and, and flip them a few birds while they do it. And I think the Big Ten has two good teams, and yet they're still going to get exposed at the end. And so yep. um, that's that's just that's kind of where I stand right now on college football. Is man, I, I'm just so excited. I can't wait and enjoy Week Zero tomorrow. Watch the Absolutely. games anyway. Well, look, man, uh, the perspective of what you just said uh, as a young man, uh, you're an old soul, right there, folks. I mean that I, I am I am completely 100 percent in alignment with you. Uh, this season is the end of, uh, of, of the run of how we know and how college football has operated, not just really for the fat past 10 years, but in my lifetime. I mean, it's slowly changed, but now the acceleration rate is beyond anything that most people can control. Mm -hmm. And so enjoy this year. It's going to be a wild year. And when the 12 come in next year, it's going to be a new normal. What's it going to be like? You know, who knows? I mean, will Alabama play LSU anymore? Will he, will Auburn play Georgia anymore? What I mean, at year in, year out, right? right? You know, so I mean, there's just going to be so many changes, and and people need to just remember that. On the line Fridays with Uncle Tebow and Wade Bennett from Radio Free Auburn, brought to you by Sense Green Heating and Air. Plug them one more time before we get out of here. Yeah, that's right. Check them out at www.sensegreen.com for air that's cool and clean. You better call Sense Green and for spray foam insulation as well. Huntsville 256 255 7121. Opelika 334 366 9237. Tell them Uncle T Bone sent me. There you go. Another Friday in the books. Hey, tune in. Auburn High School football wings 94 3 6 30 pregame kickoff at 7 uncle t until next friday brother we'll be previewing auburn football Can't have a wait. have a great weekend enjoy week zero of college football and until monday we'll talk about it and we'll have game week two to four here on espn 1067 stay safe i'll talk to you later